We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Listeners, as we have been doing for, I want to say, four years now, we Sounds are right. once again doing a draft on Halloween night. Um, so, as always, I need to give a quick shout out to the podcast, All Fantasy Everything, which is where I got the idea for this draft thing, and I never want to be accused of stealing it from them. Anyway, so, we are joined by two podcasters I befriended at Creature Feature Weekend. And they are JB and Jordan of the Camp Nightmare podcast. Hey, guys. Howdy. Hey, man. Thanks for having us. Of yeah. Course, thank you. Of course. So this year, our draft topic is going to be needle drops from horror films. Oh, uh, so you might be wondering, what's a needle drop? Well, a needle drop, by definition, is any time that a song pops up in a movie. It could be, you know, a big old montage scene, or it could just be subtly in the background. But it's something that sticks out in your memory bank. Uh, we made the rules of no musical scores for this. We also made two two rules that I think will make this extra cutthroat. Once someone picks a song, no one can pick any covers of that song, which uh, will really narrow down things as well. And once someone picks a song from a movie, that movie is off the table. The other sequels, if it has sequels, are still on the table, but that film is gone. 
So Jordan and JB, I want you two to real quick do a game of rock, paper, scissors to determine who picks the order of the draft. Okay. Well, I think we're going to go with uh, with prison rules for this, which is traditionally best out of three. I, this is where I stab you when I lose. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> what exactly thought. are prison rules? Are they like kindergarten rules? Because well, yeah. you can see yeah, clearly I, that between the two of us, Jordan is the biggest dick on the yard. <laughs> literally. <laughs> so as an incoming inmate, prison rules mean that I need to stab him before the game starts. Yes. yes. Which is pretty much what we do every time yeah. he comes over to podcast. Yeah. So here we go. I, two out of three. Two out of three, right. and right. on one, two, three, go, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we're not savages here. Yeah, come on, we're, we're, yeah, we're adults. We're philosophers. <laughs> one, two, three. Oh, that's oh, me. Oh, my God. Okay, JB's got one. Oh, oh that's me. All right, All right JB got that's two out of two. That's a solid two out of three. Luck of the Irish. Well, I mean, right, so we're going to consider the second one, which was Scissor Scissor for the listeners, um, to, to <laughs> be a mulligan that didn't exist. So you're two and oh. Uh, there was there was not even a question on who would win that. But then, Matt, <laughs> yeah. so that means that JB goes first <laughs> out of the two of them. But then, well, it, no, are we giving Scott, are we gentlemen? Scott, you're not paying attention to what I'm saying. JB's going to determine the entire order of oh, everyone. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> so, God. So the so other gonna, thing that I need JB to determine before he chooses this, I'm putting this power in your hands. Do uh, we want to do just like a round robin draft or do we want to do the serpentine draft where like if you pick first in the first round, you pick last in the second round, but first again in the third round. Oh, that's no, that's fine. I'm real stoned. And that's that sounds advanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a consolation, <laughs> we're going to go, go round robin. Yes. That's, that's yeah, sounds, round robin is way less. I don't know that's if you've sweet. listened to our show, but we smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> that other thing sounds way above my pay grade. All right, yeah, then round that. robin it is. Jabe, you pick the order. All right, I'm going to go. It looks like my right from where you're sitting, but it's actually my left. So it's going to go me, Jordan, and then... <laughs> Remind me of your name, man. I Scott, feel so bad. Or Matt. Or Ma Scott and then Matt. Okay. Uh -huh. Does that work? Oh, okay, I'm Matt. Last. All right. <laughs> All right, JB, what is the first pick in the Needle Drops from Horror Movies draft? Cry Little Sister by Gerard McMahon. Nice choice. Uh, Lost Boys. Uh, good Cry one. Little Sister. Are we are we are we writing down these? I'm I'm so writing we, them down. Don't okay, worry. Okay, thank you. Matt. Well, <laughs> well, I, I don't want to sound like an idiot, so I'm actually going to do so like yeah, I'm coming, coming out of the gate hard. No, yeah, it's what, a good call. I mean, that is a that is one of the most appropriate first round picks I can that think of. That might be the best pick I have this whole game. So I just wanted <laughs> to, wait, I wanted to use that strong. immediately. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, obviously, because you know, now let Lost Boys is off the table. So let's yeah. take a couple seconds to reminisce on some of the other great needle drops in there, though, because you got the sexy sax with I still believe. Is in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, people, is is I feel like that's the one I always remember. Yeah, it's just the the sax solo that, that never ends. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So, all right, creature feature. The first year we were there, Joe Bob Briggs was there too, and he was obsessed with Tim Capello. Like, <laughs> um, I play because Tim, Tim Capello was there. Concert. He was there and did yeah. a concert where he played. That Tim song. Capello always and does a concert. Joe, when he Joe Bob was just like <laughs> fangirling out over him. Like it was like it was watching like watching one man Beatlemania. Tim Capello does the sax solo. Wild, and it is not the behavior you expect to see from Joe Bob Briggs. Well, like, great, yeah, he's you know, like Tim the finishes the sax dude. solo all sweaty. He's like, "What's that, everybody? You want to hear the same song again?" Okay, <laughs> well, so buckle up, kitten. This is the next forty-five minutes. <laughs> so uh, I was also at that Creature Future weekend, and the thing was I that, remember was is that, that 2019. Yeah, that was 2019. Yeah. I remember Tim I was never was wearing a shirt. No, nope, of course not. No, no, no. I have a picture of him. He was wearing a purple tank top, man. You're talking about? He was wearing a purple tank top all day, bro. He loses a hundred dollars for every minute that he's wearing a shirt. <laughs> 
Like, the skin to cloth ratio is very crucial. That dude understands on an implicit level that he has one job, and that is to play the saxophone shirtless for the rest of his natural life. Uh, no bussy so, would be unwet by the end of the show. Exactly. <laughs> so Scott wasn't at this particular Monster Mania, but one of my fondest Monster Mania memories was that our boy Gerard, who now records under the name G. Tom Mack, was at a Monster Mania <laughs> And he put on a concert because he's been working on a Lost Boys musical. And if you can track down the Frog Brothers song that he did, it is a straight up sea shanty about the Frog Brothers. Oh, amazing. I am here for that. <laughs> yeah. If you great. don't if you don't go to that show and then immediately come home, I mean, if it if it ever actually surfaces, you know, you go right. to the go to the, the Lost Boys show. Um, and then you come home and you, if you don't put in for getting Sarah Marshall and, you know, think about what could have been with the, uh, the thirst for love. Yeah. The Dracula. Show, yeah. Um, you're really you're missing out. I die. <laughs> All right, Jordan, how about your first pick in the very, uh, gloves on fight for best Neil drops? Yeah. I'm going to have to go with, Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. Oh, you! Oh, I had so a feeling angry. someone else was going to be vibing that one. I had to get it out early. Jordan, I'm trying to stack this get this deck in our favor. And hey, they did That's... like a halfway decent cover of that for the um the remake of Pet Cemetery. I forget what the band was. Okay, I'm going to uh, find out. Real... I want it's... it to be someone terrible like Orgy. It no no. It's like a <laughs> it's it's like a girl punk band. They sound <laughs> sick. It's cool. Um. Let me find out Maybe right the, now. To, I was like, I, um, my, my brain's I, like the Donnas. That's all I can think oh, of. Dude, Starcrawler. Starcrawler. I'm into that. Oh, Starcrawler does the cover. And it's pretty much exactly like the Ramones one. But uh, <laughs> but like I got to go with the Ramones one. Well, isn't that a trick to doing a good cover, though? It has to either be exactly like the original or so different that it's indis- that it's unrecognizable as that song. Absolutely. Well, I would like, argue I, that I the only good cover is the latter. Because why are you even making a cover if it's going to sound just like the famous version? That's my take. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Well, unless like, you're a bar right. cover band, then it is well, your job look, to make it sound exactly yes. like the song. Yeah. But you're not recording those. <laughs> well, look at Cry Little Sister as an example, man. Every time they make another shitty Lost Boys sequel, someone does a re- cover of Cry Little Sister, and it just keeps getting worse. Like the first, <laughs> the first one they did, I think it's the Thirst, Lost Boys, the Thirst. I don't even see. I think I've seen Marilyn Manson covers it. And it's bad, but it's not, but it's at least passable. And I don't know who does it the third time, but it is like a copy of a copy. Like it's just, it's real, obviously bootleg. (laughs) You know, you, all you guys are telling me right now is I need to do. So like you two don't know, but Matt knows that every once in a while I'll do music under one of my monikers called Haunted Woods, which is like spooky acoustic versions of stuff and oh no um, yeah i saw your cds at the at yeah. creature feature yeah. and i was asking oh, him about that okay, <laughs> okay yeah. um yeah so well mostly when i release stuff it's under console crash which is like horror metal <laughs> covers and nintendo metal covers but i'll do haunted woods for things like um the only thing that i've really released and has gotten any traction is um a cover of rock until you drop from the monster squad which sure. um yes. by the way i'm picking that right now for my I first pick that was okay um, you thought of a you bitch i knew i should have marked that uh, higher um <laughs> that's a good pick that's a solid well pick. played <laughs> thank you i also watched it last night so um, i actually it's, it's i went mind. as my i went as the uh is it mike from monster squad Who's the main kid with the Stephen King rule yeah, shirt? Yeah, I went as that kid for Halloween last year. Yeah, nice. that's Andre Gower's Strong. character. Yeah, um, <laughs> I got tickets to actually on, see Monster man. Squad uh, at a theater on Friday, so it's gonna be. Oh, fun. that's so sick! We're doing it's like before the movie. 
we're all going to be extras in like an indie horror short that or feature that's shooting around here with like Felissa Rose, of course. And some uh, of course, <laughs> the of course is the most appropriate use of that. Of course, I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As though Felissa Rose is industry standard. Like, <laughs> she's well, also shooting with, three other like, movies throughout Felissa, the country with that Felissa same Rose, day. Of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's actually I was an a Arby, demon. I was at Arby's eating a beef and cheddar with Felissa Rose, of course. Obviously, and then uh, yeah, doing the movie after that. Uh, awesome. Cry Little Sister needs a mediocre cover by me. And um, I agree. Pet mm-hmm. Cemetery mm-hmm. needs a mediocre cover by me, which is yeah. actually I'll- half recorded already from two years ago. And I completely forgot that I was working on it until you guys reminded me. So, <laughs> dude, here we are. See, dude, that's you what we need, need to You need to finish out that trifecta with Bella, a, co- a really shitty cover of Bella Lugosi's Dead. Listen, yeah. I've been on TikTok more than enough than lately. Uh, pff, <laughs> I don't have what? a year to record. Um, <laughs> but I, I've been on TikTok too much lately to have anything to do with Bella Lugosi's dead. Um, I just, it, it's everywhere this year. Is it? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Speaking huh. of, it's, that sound is like everywhere. H- tell me you don't have TikTok without telling me you don't have TikTok. Huh. <laughs> okay. But, that's, but that's you also just into. use the meme that they use in TikTok. So I think that you're a fucking liar. <laughs> You've confused we'll never know. everything. All right. So we'll Scott, as, as you're building your list of songs, that you should do acoustic covers of, uh, let me add this one to the pile. And some might argue I'm picking the wrong obscure, song from it? Scream, but I'm going with Youth of America by Bird Brain. That is not the and wrong. Yeah. That is the the only I, is answer. That your, is that your first pick? That's my yeah, first pick. Oh, Bird oh, Brain, okay. Youth of America. Well done, sir. Uh, yeah. I, I, so the only other thing I could see someone arguing with would be Red Right Hand being like oh, the Red more right iconic hand is Scream cave. song. Track. But... Here's here's something yeah, that makes... Yeah, but you're eliminating cool. so many movies with Red Right Hand. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is that here's the question for our rules is if if a song is taken out from one movie mm-hmm. is it possible i know that the movie it's from so if matt picked red right hand from scream is it that we could find something else that red right hand is in yeah that's why i put the no covers in there that i i no other version of the song can be picked once okay the song is picked. well then how about this it, like if if you would have picked don't fear the reaper by Gus, let's let's, um, let's pause because, because that might be a future pick. Or, the, <laughs> but yes, the Gus version, the acoustic Gus version or, by yeah, Gus, Gus right? is is not in contention anymore. Because as much as I love "Don't Fear the Reaper" and and forgiving to any bad cover, that is a pretty low ranking cover of "Don't Fear the Reaper." <laughs> <laughs> that dude. I remember I'm glad you said it. Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody should know it. Anybody that defends that cover of Don't Fear the Reaper has never picked up a guitar and has never listened to the radio because that guy <laughs> definitely one taked it. And I think that he practiced for about a half an hour. I've heard Matt, who is an absolutely horrendous banjo player. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him to death. This is we're talking about Matt right here. Um, love him to death, but he, he should share his cover of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Dude, it's the best. It was it was the best thing that we could ever give our Patreon was me covering Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in one take. Yeah, Matt was so making just... us listen to uh, or making us r- review episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and he did quite possibly the most <laughs> ear piercing banjo co- actually i'm going to go no, out it was there. my electric it was my electric i plugged into the electric guitar that and, makes it, that makes and it ripped worse, it yeah. out but yeah that i'm was not the- sure whether that makes it better or worse <laughs> it, it makes for, it uh, worse. our, our short-lived patreon <laughs> series maddie wow. morphin power rangers but, um, all right jb what is your second pick oh man mm-hmm 
I'm going to go Dude, with... you have like 10 minutes to pick one. <laughs> I know. And I, I picked like six and now I'm trying to... I'm going to go with <laughs> Eve of Destruction from Mick Garris, Mick Garrett's Stephen King... Ad, TV adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand. Okay. Damn, that is a deep cut. There it is. Also, <laughs> great job picking a movie that no one else is going to have on their list because <laughs> the stand is unwatchable. <laughs> Sorry, Mick Garris. I know that you listen to us. Oh, that's so hurtful. But, I mean, Ow. it's not unwatchable. <sighs> yeah, Listen, I it's shaved for the first time in my bad. life. <laughs> I yeah. remember. I, I, it came I'm going to shock you all. Three- I haven't seen it. You're not. I, that's not I shocking. probably that's watched fine. it once when it was streaming on Netflix like a decade ago. Oh, no, ago I watched it. I watched it air it. live. I watched it air live on ABC. Damn. Was, and you're younger was, than me for sure. So No, I'm 40. I'm 39. But okay. So, four, yeah, so, yeah. We're about the same age. But I, uh, w- <laughs> watching that for the first time, I watched it on tape. And I think there was a three tape set, right? Wasn't it? I think it was three tapes. It was, um, yeah, it was two. I took yeah. a break from watching it to shave my mustache for the first time ever. I think I was 12. <laughs> there was nothing to shave. It was just something to do. I, uh, what an oddly specific memory, though. Scott, like, that's has, amazing, Scott is amazing. the king of Welcome oddly specific memories. Night. Yeah, Welcome to our show. Uh, so a few quick and fun I, facks about Barry uh, McGuire. Uh, a, that Eve of the Destruction song, great little acoustic like protest song. Uh, went on to star in a movie that we talked about on Horror Movie Night, Werewolves on Wheels, in which he plays a member of a biker gang. Oh, he didn't <laughs> go on to, to do that, buddy. Oh, oh, I guess you're saying bef- after he recorded Eve of Destruction, before, yeah, not before he was before in the, the stand. stand. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Chronology <laughs> is not my strong suit. <laughs> uh, uh, and there's a good Dickies <laughs> cover of that, too, actually. <laughs> good. I mean, I, listen, I like Dickies covers because they are very short and to the point. Um, Jordan. I mean, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going with Starless by King Crimson. It's in the opening credits of Mandy. Well done. Oh, okay. Uh, also, wow. thank you for taking another one off of the list that I had no interest in discussing on on my list. So, yeah. Uh, was Mandy or King Crimson? Mandy. <laughs> I'm definitely not putting an oh, asterisk next to that so saying Haunted Woods is going to reco- record it. I don't know if there's any Mandy. other songs in Mandy. It's all score after that, I think. Yeah. What a, well, what I mean, I would argue that, King, that any King Crimson song is already score. score. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I would argue there are less songs and more like short scores. But Starless <laughs> is actually a weird example of like a sort of verse, chorus, verse, chorus king yeah. crimson song it's well, actually like a really normal song it's, it's i all right so i like in king crimson to like cigarettes yeah. right like there's songs technically but like <laughs> you could score a short film with one of them no yeah. for sure i mean i feel like every totally. time probably since like 1998 do you think like Sigur ross sits down in the studio and they're like all right this one's for wes and then they just like do some yeah. long ambient this instrumental one's... track and just hope that Wes Anderson picks it up for his next French film. Like <laughs> You don't Pretty think that Wes Anderson doesn't have them on speed dial being <laughs> yeah. like, hey, I have a yeah. movie coming it's, out in two weeks. Can you please score this? Yeah, they're number two after forward. Bill Murray at number one. Like those yeah. are his yeah. two speed dials. Listen, 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 Rose, I need a song that goes with a quirky kid in a trench coat and glasses <laughs> that uh, has some mommy issues. We're on uh, it. Yeah, here's here's the last another two decades one? of our music. Pick <laughs> yeah. another one. <laughs> they just need to have Yonzi in a room and just have him just ready to go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. That's actually where they keep him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's... All right, Scott, you ready you for go your home when you crank out pick? another hit, Yonzi? <laughs> go. You, it doesn't even matter if it's hit a hit. You're not going home. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. I am shocked really that we are halfway through our second 
round and no one has even come close to this, but I mean, we are the dream warriors. I mean, uh, so that was in my list of things that I chose mm-hmm, from for round mm-hmm. two. And I was like, you know what? I'm classier than that. I'm classier than this. Throw <laughs> so, some real obvious docking. poser fanboy so, trash at these guys. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to throw this out there and Scott will know exactly what these are. I had two songs from the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and Dream Warriors was not one of those two. documentary that did you ever see that really long documentary they made about Nightmare Never on Sleep Elm Street? Again? On yeah, I, I've watched yeah, three quarters right, of so it. So when they interviewed Dawkins in that and like Dawkins still can barely speak English and like they don't really know what they're being interviewed about. <laughs> and then someone says Dream Warriors and the lead singer Dawkins is like Dream Warriors. Like half the band's like, never in seen the documentary the movie. that just, just sings that line over and over again when asked questions and it's fucking it's a, um, it's the best part of that doc it's basically like the part of uh never sleep again that feels like um best in show you know <laughs> like oh, yeah. Yeah. the guys yeah. from docking are just so happy someone knows who they are yeah yeah, yeah. Like, they literally i imagine the director of that documentary finding them in line at like a subway like, of course they're going to be in the documentary. Right. Have they seen the movie? No, but they're going to be in the documentary. I was just here to look at Footlong, but I'd be in movie. <laughs> uh, Dream, so, oh, Dream Warrior, yeah. So my uh, my one story that's not even my story, but uh, it's my favorite Dawkins story that anyone's told me is um, the documentary that came out for Monster Squad, uh, Wolfman's Got Nards, um, <laughs> feature, yeah. featuring this guy. So shameless plug. Um, nice. Almost featuring the, this guy too. The uh, <laughs> the director, <laughs> the director of that went to Philly to do the first couple interviews in that, and it was because there was a Philly convention, and Chuck Russell was there, and they were going to do a double feature of Dream Warriors and The Blob, with nice. the yeah. intermission was going to be an acoustic performance from Docket, and wow. he was like, "These were our first yes. interviews." He's like, "We show up and we're interviewing Chuck Russell and we're interviewing Heather Langenkamp in the venue." And I'm just, I'm not feeling it. Like, I'm just like, I don't think we've got what this podcast is. And he goes, and I'm all just like, I'm all upset. And I go out to this empty bar <laughs> to get a quick drink before they open up the doors for this double feature. And all of a sudden I hear an acoustic guitar start playing a very familiar theme. And I turn around and Dawkins is sound checking Dream Warriors for an audience of one. And I'm he's looking, wrong. I just got to stand by the bar and just watch an acoustic performance of Dream Warriors. And I felt like maybe this documentary will be okay. <laughs> like everything's, <laughs> everything's coming together for me. See, Accurate. that kind of feels like it would be a Freddy dream kill sequence. You yeah. know, <laughs> you like fell asleep and there was an acoustic version of Doc, and you're like, this can't be good. Listen, I've had a lot of Freddy nightmares in my long life, and um, I have also Dokken been a musician for them. a long time and never successful. So basically, you've just mashed up both of my fears, Freddy and. <laughs> being a failure as a musician it's, so thank you it's weird because in my freddy nightmare it's not knocking it's the nelson twins okay like, oddly gunner uh, and matt all right so i'm gonna dive into my second pick here scott mentioned it earlier uh this is an insane cover to choose but it's one of my favorite films of all time so i'm gonna stick to being on brand i'm going with don't fear the reaper but specifically the cover by the mutton birds that is the closing credit song in the movie Frighteners. Um, wow. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I was I was so confused, and then it all made perfect sense. It's it's almost a note for note cover of the normal, like of the Blue Oyster Cult song, until you get to the bridge. And yeah, I've really seen this song listed as being performed by Oingo Boingo, 
because the bridge is so weird that it feels like it could only come from Oingo Boingo. <laughs> and like Danny Elfman did the score of the rest of the movie. So I think people were just like, oh, this is like an Oingo Boingo cover. Because uh-huh. instead of a guitar solo, it just starts to feedback guitar. And then it's a solo between a theremin and a trumpet. <laughs> and then goes back into the normal version of Don't Fear the Reaper. It's the most Boingo Boingo thing I've ever (laughs) heard. You know what would be hilarious (laughs) is if somebody else picked another movie with Don't Fear the Reaper in it, and I already know another one. I'm not going to waste one of my precious (laughs) picks on it, but at the end, if if no one else is that stupid to uh, waste their pick on Don't Fear the Reaper again, um, we can absolutely discuss that. Uh, (laughs) I I can think of one other movie off the top of my head that uses it a couple times. Yeah, I can think of one film from 1978 that maybe has yeah is that like the 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 tell that we're not going to pick it again or is that like the, yeah well, you, i mean we could say don't that fear the reaper's off the table now officially so oh and I don't okay think so there's the any song is off songs. the table totally yeah, yeah okay. song is completely okay. off the table at that point and so I don't yeah think halloween 1978 also yeah. has it uh and even frighteners i think the only other song in frighteners is uh sonic use cover of superstar by the carpenter shows up for like 10 seconds uh, I'm really glad Jeffrey that you Combs, didn't pick that one. Yeah, when Jeffrey Combs angrily turns on the radio, that song starts blasting in the car. Uh, but that's all I got to say, so it's going back to JB for his third pick here. Okay. For pick number three, I'm going to go with... From Devil's Rejects, Freebird. Okay. I, that, best, best I feel like you're that just song picking long have, songs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, like, what sport are these songs playing against each other? Is it longevity? Because I win. <laughs> that <laughs> like is we true. Are, we are drafting these songs for some sort of team sport that I, I assume that the laws have yet I to assumed. be distinguished. I still don't know I what don't really game know we're playing. What skills I'm looking for in these songs, and I assumed longevity was. I asked before we started this what the stakes were, and they said just that they were extremely high, and that's all I know. I <laughs> know we were talking about you guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now that makes sense. Also true. Uh, but well, the, no, the, and the, I mean, but like, I, we truly, don't look like sports players. So no, um, no, you know what you guys look like? Sports. You guys look like like online sports players. You look like you look like guys that play a lot of draft sports. Well, yeah, we are. Right. Like a fantasy we draft look like, thing. like we do look like, like dare I say it, draft kings. <laughs> we we definitely look like the people that we get cast to be in a DraftKings ad before a YouTube video for sure. Or if like there's some movie about two dudes that start out with draft football and then end up cheating Vegas somehow and getting chased by the mob, it's you guys. Yes, yeah, like, you guys rounders, are right. Well, I'm just... Yeah, but rounders, but like maybe more dad body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't think that I'm just know I'm not by Norman. these rules because I, I, I just I'm not. Oh. No dad body is. for me. There it is. <laughs> right, that's fair. I, I am the body of a child. Child body. We got dad, we got dad body and child body. Okay. So I'm just glad we're playing by whatever rules these are because I don't understand how sports work. I don't, I don't know if there are fantasy rules, version man. of these sports. <laughs> the fantasy version is we're actually having orcs, elves, and other fantastical creatures from D&D play the sports afterwards. So once you guys are totally ripped, we're going to really Sick. put you to it and be like, I am okay, see, this is why cool. I say just let 
let athletes you take me performance enhancing a, drugs because they t- can become more like orcs and like uh, savage beasts. <laughs> are you telling me that there's going to be a band made up of orcs and Ents playing fucking Cry Little Sister? Yes. I'm pretty sure it's just that's Ents I heard. because of you two. That's, <laughs> that's what I heard and contra- you're contractually obligated to make that happen. <laughs> I, I signed want, nothing. So it would definitely be a Doom cover if it was being played by Ents. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, sure. while we're talking, <laughs> since you picked Freebird and I can't imagine another situation where Leonard Skinner comes up either... Um, uh, there's another Leonard Skinner song at the beginning of Devil's Rejects that I was also gonna pick. <laughs> just for the record, <laughs> there's a lot of Leonard. There's a lot of Leonard Skinner in horror. That's all I'm saying. More than you think. But I mean, this is like one of those songs where I always kind of make fun of it for being as popular as it is because I'm like, it's oh, not even sure. the best Leonard Skinner song. Like, there's like a bunch of for better sure. songs that I could. I mean, come on. As a musician, is though, is there a best Leonard Skinner song? I, I, there <laughs> is, and it's called Tuesday's Gone because Thank every you. time, it's, yes. yes. I agree 100 yeah, percent on that. That is one. a legitimately good song. But See, JB, this is isn't what I don't all, get, dude. Because wait, isn't like that we're also in Devil's Rejects. But we're both musicians. Maybe. How can you not it's hate Freebird fundamentally? And Days and Confused. Well, here's the so. thing: is that here's the thing: is that Freebird is not a bad song fundamentally. I know it's not the song; it's the guy in the audience and who always yells Freebird. Yes, exactly. exactly. And I do, yeah. and I do hate Freebird on some level. However, of that. the use of Freebird in oh. Devil's Rejects is maybe the best use of a song for a scene that I've ever seen. It's I don't really disagree good. with that. I so <laughs> I, I we were talking at the convention. Literally, it was like the week after I had quit my job, um, and I was I was on a walk one morning, and I had just like a Spotify playlist on shuffle, and Freebird came on, <laughs> and there was literally a point where I started to openly weep. Like, I was like, like were you were you crying though? Because you're like, this is it. This is how I die in a hail of cop gunfire. <laughs> no, I definitely comes on. There was a part of me where I'm like, this is about me right now. Like I'm breaking free. I'm a free bird now. Yes, <laughs> dude. Yes. It's like when you. Yes. It's like the first time you listen to Landslide and the words start making sense. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, it's, oh, it's exactly am, what it was. I am old. And it was like one of those moments where you're also like. There will never be another time where this song hits me like this. Like this is the exact moment where this song is going to mean something to me. And like and then, a week from now, it'll it. never mean this to me. Again. And then there's this that profound something. sense of gratefulness that no one's there to witness it. Oh yeah, no one's there to witness you have that profound moment with Freebird. For sure, but I'm a podcaster and and unable and to share every- that story to the <laughs> world after it happens. Same. So, uh, so I got a question for you guys before we go any further about Leonard yeah. Skinner because you guys are first of all talking a lot of bullshit about the fact that you know, Tuesday's Gone is the best Leonard Skinner song. It's not. Um, <laughs> you're you're missing the song that I, I actually, ha- I'm looking to see if it showed up. He says, in, sweet oh, Melissa, this interview's over. <laughs> no, no, I, absolutely not. Um, I think you guys are forgetting That Smell, which um, if that it's smell not is a actually, good song. It's, it's an amazing name. song. A great terrible. song. Uh, yeah. Is it though? Is it a terrible name? The Smell of Death Around You. I mean, it's actually a really good song lyrically, surprisingly mm-hmm. for Leonard Skinner. Yeah. But here's the thing is, if that ha- uh, my brain is mush, I, it's a, it's just a, it's a, it's a sieve. Um, okay. But if it didn't okay. show up in the score of a horror movie, I know for a fact in the core of my being that Stephen King put it in a little um, pretext or like uh, prologue to one of his books or one of the yep. chapters of his oh, books. Okay. It's, yeah. in, it, it, it's, it's in it. Yeah. yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, it's an it when it's it pre it's the little prelude to one of the Richie scenes when he's in Thank you. LA. Yeah. Too much coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the fact that that hasn't been needle dropped is crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. And side note about 80s Stephen King, it's the best Stephen King, like because there's so <laughs> many <Joe> references. 
yeah, yeah, there's so many references to just unabashed coke use in 80s Stephen King, and it's, it's <laughs> his mind is just exploding. Well, it's great, it's, you know, it's I, I always imagine it like like the stuff he wrote shortly before he directed Maximum Overdrive, which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just a haze of cocaine powder. You know, yeah. I've been watching a lot of. Um, I went down the rabbit hole of watching Aussie videos um, from the <laughs> actual like Blizzard of Oz, uh, Randy Rhodes era. And oh, yeah. dude mm-hmm. was, he was just like drugs incarnate. And I feel like the fact that he lived through that and is still yeah. kicking the, today. And that Stephen King <laughs> lived through all of his coke yeah. use. And um, I mean, is well, ostensibly living better than well, Ozzy Unlike Ozzy, Stephen King is still cogent. Yeah, exactly right, what I'm saying. Right, right, and, right. You know, like, like I believe Ozzy thinks he's making sense when he talks. <laughs> it's yeah, he's like, got a uh, lot of this. Who's the guy from the Eagles? Joe Walsh. Yeah. Like yeah. when Joe Walsh from the Eagles sings, he sings completely like articulately and you can yeah. understand it. And then he talks and it's just he's like the American Ozzy. You know yeah. who yeah, else no, does that? Tim Armstrong. From yeah, yeah. Dude ha- is just. Yeah, well, Tim Armstrong, you're stupid. like, this is genuine, like, this is malnutrition that's making yes. him talk like that. Like, he's not into drugs in any way. He just hasn't eaten in, like, four weeks. <laughs> well, he, he did <laughs> spend about a decade only drinking and not eating, so it's been a, it's true. It's it's been a real true. slog for Tim Armstrong. It's true. All right, Jordan, do you have your pick number three locked and loaded? Yeah, I'm going to go with Blondie's Call Me well, from Bride of Chucky. Son of yes. a bitch. Um, in the sequence when Tiffany turns into a doll, I believe, and she's starting to, and she's putting on her goth yeah. fashion, and you need a Call you need me. a fashion montage. So I I had a different Bride of Chucky song that I'm currently deleting from my list, but uh, <laughs> ah, there's best, a lot of good songs in that. Yeah, best usage of Living Dead Girl is the opening sequence as Tiffany walks off with the bag, mm. and all of a sudden you just hear that Living mm. Dead Girl. But <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, no, blunt totally. Kiss, uh, Call Me by Blondie. Scott has mentioned it many a times that he's covered that song not because yeah, of that, a, but because of Last American of, Virgin or no, 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 no. It was uh, American Gigolo. American Gigolo. That was the original. It was orig- originally written for American Gigolo, and then it just showed up in a bunch of movies because Blondie was like, "You want to use this? Give us a dollar." And <laughs> like, it's got to go to some good. But yeah, guys, um, I had a thrash, like a death thrash band for a decade, and we did well, arguably what I think was our best work. Um, when I when I wrote the cover of um, Call Me for us, it was it just it it, it just it trickled out of my PP real fast. It's <laughs> an interesting word usage. <laughs> All right, so call me. But no, but yeah, great song. I think Blondie like this could be, Blondie's underrated. Like they have a million and one hits, but I feel like they get forgotten also for just how many good songs yeah. and also how made. awesome she well, was. Like, yeah. and dude, yeah, that band was she incredibly was versatile. Like, yeah. and she's an actor. She's an actor. She yeah. shows up and it basically elevates everything in video. Oh drama. dude, her role in uh, what was that meth movie spun? Yeah. Oh, her role yeah. was like oh, the weird na- the weird lesbian biker neighbor in Spun was just, but she's all old and grizzled. It's just like hell yeah, Del- Debbie Harry. You didn't, <laughs> that movie's you didn't age well, but you aged hard. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like the kind of lady that's gonna stab you over a pack of misty cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's gonna stab you over your bag of American spirit loose. Exactly. I, I say that as a person 50. who doesn't even smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I for the record, I do have a bag of loose leaf American ta- American spirit ta- tobacco in my bag. Just so we're being is that the cards, stakes? Just everyone's on the same page. Cards on the table. <laughs> I am that guy. 
Uh, <laughs> All right, Scott, you got right, your third Scott, pick. Here you go. <laughs> so now here, here's a question, um, and I am embarrassed. I'm, I'm actually not embarrassed. I'm scared to ask the answer to this because I don't want this to end. But how many? Um, how many five. total are five? I thought so. Um, and then maybe if we are really hard up for um, some things that we really wanted to mention, we could do like an honorable mention in round six. But yeah. here's the thing. Um, I am having a really hard time paring down because there are four left for me that I think are crucial. And I don't know if any of them are going to show up. So I'm going to go with the one that I think rips the hardest. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's as- What'd you say? You said it slaps. It, 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 well, it does. It, it so absolutely. The kids are does. saying it now. I watch your TikToks. Ba- rags, bangs, it hangs, it spanks, it. You know all the all the things that the children like to say. But um, mm-hmm. trick or it treat is. by Fastway. Um, okay. Also, the band that birthed Flogging Molly. So, uh, if you guys have you guys watched Trick or Treat, nineteen eighty eight? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the movie. Okay, yeah. okay, so oh, yeah. the. Everything's all right. It's a trick or treat. Like it's just. <laughs> I have to look. I don't remember the song. I have to look the song up again, dude. I've, that whole so there's an entire record that Fastway did for Trick or Treat. Um, and and the biggest irony of it is that they had Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons in the movie, and they they were like, "Here, Fastway." Who I think that the, one of the the guitar player from Fastway was it was the side project of the guitar player from. Um, Motorhead, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, okay. they were like a super a, group. To yeah, a there is extent. a Motorhead like um, connection there, but they wrote an entire record um, thinking that that it was going to be their breakout because they had done a couple records beforehand and nothing came of it. You know, nobody really cared about Fastway, and uh, and then they were like, "Okay, there's this horror movie in 1988. We're gonna do the entire soundtrack." And I mean. Arguably, their cult following is only based on the fact that they were in Trick or Treat, but still, nobody in polite culture knows who they were. (laughs) Yeah, they were. It was a combination of uh, Motorhead and UFO. That's right. Um, And then the dude from Flog and Molly. (laughs) Weird. uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, Hmm. and an equally no one's going to grab this but me, but I, I got to follow my gut on this one. Yeah. And I love this song. And I've mentioned how much I love this song on many occasions. I'm awake now by the Goo Goo Dolls from Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Nice choice. Um, Goo Goo Dolls making the list. Oh, no, that's, dude, that's older Goo Goo Dolls when they were still kind of a punk band. They were kind no, of a no, punk no. band. I'm awake was, that was straight up Dizzy Up the Girl era, wasn't it? No. no. Was that still? That was way before. This was, was, before, this was before Name. This, was, this yeah. was oh wow right this is this is they were, they star fa- car wash era Google okay dolls. yeah they they fancied mm-hmm. themselves a punk band back then back yeah. when they used to let the bass player actually sing too yes. dude and he went back when the bass player looked like less of a caveman the bass player from the Google dolls like i don't know if you know this he's always barefoot and <clears throat> go watch any Google dolls video any performance he does not wear shoes and he's got that weird like metal bangs haircut so yeah. he legit looks like a hanna-barbera caveman yeah he's he is captain caveman he runs around with a bat he looks like he should be chasing the gang through like an episode of scooby-doo like in and out of different doors yeah like zoinks man (laughs) yeah but but, i mean that song i think it shows up twice in the movie actually i think it shows up i know it shows up when they're driving in the van to and the map says we're fucked scene but i'm also pretty sure it's the soundtrack to the closing credits where it's just a montage of every Freddy kill in the entire franchise history. Uh, side note, I've said this on the show before, but just in case my two friends over here 
from Camp Nightmare don't know this. I am a staunch defender of Freddy's Dead. I think that it is a criminally underrated sequel in the Nightmare franchise. All right. Yeah. I, respectfully, <laughs> I respectfully disagree. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was that way. This is not my show. I'm not going to roast you. <laughs> it's our <laughs> show. And I want you to roast Matt. That's what we invite people on to do. But I, mean, I will say that I'm on Team Matt. It took me a decade of podcasting with him, but I am on Team Matt. I the mean, Freddy's Dead is not as bad as it I is, it, it. You have to think of it through this lens. It is a horror film me. being directed by John Waters' personal assistant. And it is very John Waters E throughout the entire movie. So. It also has the Alice fa- Cooper. The fact as that you dead. have to qual what what's what's that? Yeah, the Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper is Freddy's dead is like a brilliant stunt casting, actually. The fact that you have to qualify it with like four or five different things, then like immediately after being like, it's awesome. Yeah. Speaks to the opposite of it being awesome. <laughs> you just have to look you just look have to look past you the know story. What movie I don't have, you know what movie I don't have happen. to qualify at all because we all know it's great? Dream Warriors. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> Touché. I don't have to Touché. be like, Dream I'm Warriors like, is great Warriors! because. And I'm not going to say that I think it's Warriors! better than Dream Warriors. But I do think that it is, I think it's underrated. I think that the how Carlos you, you ear about- death is like really fucking unsettling. That's like one of the most fucked up Freddy kills ever. How um, do you feel about uh, the final Friday? Jason goes to hell. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it too. It's <laughs> okay. also super okay. misogynistic. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. I, but I am a huge defender. As opposed to the rest of Friday the 13th, which is super it's way, pro women. It is significantly it's, worse, it's, dude. It's way worse. We, we, Freddy's we little worm goes inside a woman and then bursts out of her Jason's stuff. little, or, yeah. little yeah. Yeah. That is not the first, and it will not be the last time that yeah. we have said the wrong name out of but, those two uh, I am a strong defender of Friday the 13th Part 5, The New Beginning, which I think is also criminally underrated. But... Uh, We'll because that ambulance driver does a good job for himself Dude, as far as like Roy just is more vicious than Jason to... has ever been. <laughs> like, I mean, for just a first go out, the guy like has an astounding body count. He throws a flare into a man's mouth. Like, it is chaos. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to figure that's a dude who's been that's a dude who's been thinking on how he's going to kill people for a while. I guess he's reversed. He's he's an ambulance driver, right? And like, huh, machete. Since he's an ambulance driver, he's like reverse engineering all these deaths. He's like, okay, so when I become a killer, I'm like already like an expert. I'm going to use an ambulance driver. I don't know. That's enough logic for me. I mean, don't act like you've never watched a horror movie and been like, huh. I'd have done that different and like started pla- <laughs> and started planning a little bit in your head before you stopped yourself because you're like, wait, 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 no, I'm actively plotting murders in my head now. That's bad. That's bad. And all the do. documentaries that I watch, this is how it starts. <laughs> I thought all the documentaries that starts with a guy being rejected by a girl, but hey. <laughs> Well, that's how the incels start usually, but the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's different Which, sometimes. Make no mistake, incels are the scariest thing in the world right now. Like no matter what anyone, anytime anybody, anybody, anytime anyone asks me my biggest fear in life, like it's incels. It's incels. Like, it truly and you're not is. even like, a woman. I don't think you need to be a woman to be afraid of them. I <laughs> not think anymore. That, I think that once they're incel enough, they're willing to rape anything. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah, like, I'm going to rape this carpet. Like <laughs> I hope they um, do. I that hope that they scary. rub their small penises to death. Until it starts a little fire and burns them to death. Uh, <laughs> I hope we get so, some sorry, that's so that, hate mail for I, this. I don't have a transitional segue from here, so just Jamie with your fourth pick. There it is. Speaking of incels, <laughs> uh, my le- <laughs> this is round five, right? Four. 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 Yeah, this two is round more. four. Okay, all right. I have one that I'm saving for round five. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a bomb. It's going to drop on me. All for right. round four, I will pick Hip to be Square from American Psycho. Nice By, by Huey Lewis in the news. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Hey, Paul! Great it use of a song. doesn't get better than that. Just use of a song in a scene. That this song is just fantastic. Well, and just, I miss 
old school baddie Christian Bale as an actor. Like where he he chose roles specifically to be crazy for a while, and like Gary Oldman did the same thing for a good portion of his career. Where like I'm thinking of like the dre- like the era that started with like him playing Drexel, sure, in True Romance. <laughs> yeah. Tim, uh, oh man, uh, uh, yeah. Gary Oldman had that had that period, but so did Christian Bale. Christian Bale did like American Psycho, and then even his Batman, Bruce Wayne was basically. Patrick Bate. Oh, for That's sure. That's what always yeah. kind of freaked me out about. I mean, I like, love him as Bruce Wayne, but I'm just like, I've seen what you did. The dude. one scene <laughs> in particular when they're at when they're at dinner and Batman begins and he's talking about they're talking about Batman. Oh, and yeah. He's like, Guy dresses a bat. <laughs> and it's just absolutely yeah. Patrick Bate. He, yeah. The yeah. next line should have been, I got to go return some tickets. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like it is insane. Uh, I mean, Scott, we were talking about this earlier this week, and I feel like there's no better time to also just mention um Ice Nine Kills' his new song called Hit yes. Me Square hit is like hit, unreasonably hit good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Ice Nine Kills Wait. started oh, out dude. as a scene band, like a screamo yeah. scene band, and then they were like, this ain't working out. And so then they <laughs> just decided they're only going to write songs um, about their favorite horror movies. And I didn't really like The Silver Scream that much. They're, that was their uh, second to last. Um, I don't know if it was their first full length, but it was the it was a full length that they did a couple years back. Didn't love it. Didn't really listen to it. But then um, the Silver Scream two came out like last week, and I have been jamming it way too much for an almost forty year old man. Dude, the- it is <laughs> unnecessarily good. The- they actually, there's one that beyond the it's hip to be scared. Oh, the better, be scared. the best song is Assault and Batteries, which is about Chucky, and it. Oh, that's and amazing. all the videos. They mu- I don't know where they're getting their money, but their, their videos must cost like $30,000 to make, yeah. and, and they're just music videos. Dude, maybe I'm doing, grossly under- you, you sent me Hip to be Scared, and there's literally a point where they recreate the Hip to be Squared scene from American Psycho, but yeah. he's talking about the band Ice, Ice Nine, Nine Kills. Kills. He's, he's like, like, I didn't like their earlier. Ice Nine Kills was a little too seen for me, but when they got, into, they got into their own, and then he's like, hey, Paul, and then he kills the guys. You That's guys, amazing. if nothing else, the entertainment value of Ice Nine Kills <laughs> on YouTube is is unmistakable. They are they are to I mean, YouTube what uh, Eve Six has been to Twitter over the last <laughs> year. So um, probably but yeah. a little bit more work went into what Ice Nine Kills does. Just, just <laughs> probably, but no, uh, great pick, great pick, and that is like that scene specifically is so mm-hmm. great because it is like verbatim a chapter from the book <laughs> that they yeah. just like found a way to work into the movie, which is very dope to me. Um, and working yeah. and working the song like into the plot, you yeah. know, not even just using it as like a cool needle drop moment. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a it's a really that movie is really my only beef with that movie is that the director thinks that it's obvious that Patrick Bateman's killing people and getting away with it. And I'm like, I don't think that that's obvious at all when I watch and that movie. And that's also the opposite it's of the book. definitely not an obvious ending. And yeah. that's also the opposite ending of the book. In the book, it's definitely it's definitely all in his head. Yeah. But also, you got to keep in mind, though, like, that's a, you know, jokes aside, the book coming out in the 80s, it makes total sense that it would be just his psycho, his cocaine psychosis that mm-hmm. he is thinking he's killing people. And then in the 90s, sure. when they did American Psycho as a movie, it was like, oh, it has to be happening for real or else people aren't <laughs> going to accept the film. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. a really funny way that the that the, yeah. eight, uh-huh. the decades changed the ideals of and, the movie. And, and one yeah. of these days, Scott, I'm going to make us watch American Psycho 2 starring Mila Kunis for the podcast. Oh, man. What oh, it's so movie. bad. And he, she kills William Shatner in yeah. that movie. Yeah, she oh, does. Only, redeemable, only redeemable part of that movie is yeah. her killing William Shatner. 
Um, and military. Well, and it's it. it's interesting. I love the take you have on the '80s part of it because that's because kind of Brett Easton Ellis's thing as a writer was that he he was really trying to expose the the really dark underbelly of like high society in the '80s, and that's really all American Psycho is, right? Yeah. Just it's a metaphor for how so like so how sociopathic that generation was. I mean, yeah. so, I don't know. You guys can tell me if if I'm off base here, but I know that Christian Bale emulated Patrick Bateman um, off of Donald Trump. No, and Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh, the Tom smile Cruise. the smile he has, he he literally had a picture, oh, sorry, he literally had a picture of Tom Cruise smiling in his tra- on his trailer <laughs> that he would stare at for like 20 minutes a day at the beginning of every day to like get that sort of plastic emotion yeah. smile but he said it was specifically how tom cruise behaved on like late night television or That's when he right, did yeah. like when he did like guest spots on things he said right. he was always so like weirdly plastic and just obviously fake and so that's a big part of how patrick bateman like behaves makes sense all right jordan yeah. what is your uh fourth pick all right i'm going with down with the sickness oh. but the lounge cover Ooh. by richard oh, from, from dawn yeah. of the dead, yeah, yeah, from the dawn dead. Of the dead. well done sir. yeah the lounge Disturbed cover. That's my man's. Down you know, with the sickness. Gotta get it's, it up. It's such a great montage, too. Yeah, yeah it is. It's That's an the awesome best part of the Zack movie. Snyder movie. <laughs> yeah, I love that That's movie. Not I, mean, much, I love that. But you know. <laughs> I, oh man, I vehemently disagree with that. Well, I, I mean, well, 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 because I don't hate Zack Snyder that much. I think he is, well, I, I, gets I, shit on too hard. But I, I want to know what JB. Yeah, JB, you say your piece, and then I'll give you the two sentence reason why I disagree. I, I think Zack Snyder is. Uh, I think he's a he's a an intellectual or a more intellectual version of Michael Bay for sure. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I will go. I will go uh, start by saying that that he's a thinking man's Michael Bay. Essentially, he loves his explosions. He loves his lens flare, lens flares. He loves his huge, broad, cinematographic violence. But he also loves to put meat behind that. And I think he's not afraid to build some structure behind those big action scenes and give characters layers and depth. And when he has the budget to do so, explore those layers. And he sort of does it backwards from how he should, right? He should be using his budget to just, to kind of unpack the characters and then worry about the action sequences. But he does it backwards. Like he makes the action sequences first and then uses whatever budget he has left to <laughs> elicit, elicit um, great performances out of his actors. And not everything you didn't he's done watch is great. Army of the Dead by t- without telling me you didn't watch Army of the Dead. <laughs> I did watch Army of the Dead and I loved well, it. There's no I character development it. in that film. <laughs> but there doesn't need to be though. There he that script is written in such a way that you don't really need the character development. Like I think that that script was exactly what he said it was going to be. There's an interview where he talks about like coming off of his daughter's suicide and the whole debacle oh. with with the Justice League cut and finally mm-hmm. getting it out. He was like, the next thing I do is going to be something that's purely for fun, purely to play around with effects and like blow some shit up and have a pretty um, compelling, compelling plot as far as action movies are concerned. And there's going to be no seriousness about it. Like Zack Snyder literally shot that movie himself with lenses he bought off eBay. Yeah. That what? he would. He, yeah. yeah. Uh, he said because. Uh, he directed and shot the whole thing, like mostly handheld on the shoulder wow. rig. Um, and he talks a lot in the behind the scenes. Yeah, I bought this weird lens on eBay and it's a crazy shallow focus. And it's all those shots where things are like kind of going mm. in and out of focus. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's really shallow yeah. is all of that that lens. When I just, and so it's literally him. Like, I'm trying like stuff I think is fun. Yeah. Like nobody, yeah. literally no one can tell me no. So I think it's just <laughs> like. That's well, just like a purely a fun ride well, for me just to see him have some creative freedom. I remember we had um, over on on like the Geekscape proper um, website, we, we had an article probably a decade ago now uh, whenever Sucker Punch came out 
that was like it was like essentially like in defense of Sucker Punch, but the argument wasn't like Sucker Punch is a good movie, but the <laughs> argument was like this movie is exactly what it advertised itself to be. Sure. And yeah. like sure. I feel it, like that's I how I feel with Army of the Dead. Yeah. 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 Like well, and man, like it's he, worth the watch. It's not like boring. Yeah, so, no, no, nothing but, Zack Snyder does is boring. But yeah, for me, no. even for me, even beyond that, I think that I, I just think Zack Snyder is somebody who really loves film, really enjoys making movies, really enjoys making the movies that he sees in his head. And I don't have to like all of them to like him. I I and have it, a really like, this is going to sound like a really weird hot take, but I think hot take. I hot think take. that if Zack Snyder. If Zack Snyder didn't look like a really attractive jockey sports guy, geek culture would absolutely love him. But like, he looks like the dude, dude that used to pick a lot of money. Like, yeah. But well, that's when I, and that's why a lot of fanboys hate him, right? Because yeah. he looks kind of like but Michael. He's Bay. clearly a fanboy. Like he's and clearly he's, right. a geek. He's a fanboy <laughs> that also hangs out with cool kids, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Like he's a fanboy <laughs> that also is like, hey, like he's like if the Fonz was into. <laughs> fucking comic books which yeah, i believe the fonz was into comic books probably but, yeah he was he, well or um, he but, was in a comic book i'm sure <laughs> but, but, but like yeah like i think you know i think that he did the best that you could ever do with a film version of watchmen i think that he did yeah, the best yeah, you could I do with a film version of 300 die on that hill watchmen's yeah. amazing yeah like, watchmen's very pretty but yeah. it is an abortion I, I, of the, the original story but it loses but the I mean, entire there's impact only, there was no way there was no way to do it like when you do it as a TV show, it's fine. There's no way to tell that comic book in two hours. I think he did the best job you could ever ask for. But then for you also need to edit yourself break. down and say, you know what? This is unfilmable at this time. That's why Dune failed in the 80s. That's I mean, have you seen the new Dune? There yet? was a lot of Dune now? Okay. Well, no, we're not <laughs> talking about it. We're just, <laughs> just <laughs> saying that. I was literally <laughs> watching, um, this is not even a joke. I was absolutely watching Lynch's Dune before I came to Jordan's studio today. Like, when you came, well, I'm not when saying we that I'd come here, it. I turned off Dune to leave my house. Uh, and I'm not saying I disliked it. I'm just saying that it's not, it, that was an unfilmable movie when it was filmed for the first time. Oh, yeah, I, I, feel, I, I think that David Lynch did a great job. I think it was totally filmable. I, I mean, the Sandworms studio. Like garbage, I think it's a studio had gotten off Lynch's nutsack and let him had to finish make the, the movie. movie he had actually, filmable. I think they would have let. I think if they'd have let him make the movie he wanted to make, I think there wouldn't have been a need for a remake. Did you know like, there was I think Dune we, action figures when that movie oh, came yeah, out? Because yeah. my oh, yeah. Yeah. I have, a, yeah, I have cool. a few of them. Dude, they're I have awesome. I have a Paul Atreides, a Paul Atreides figure, and a Duncan Idaho figure from that. My uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so Scott knows this because I've talked about him a bunch. But I had an Uncle Craig who just collected toys for oh, yeah. years and years and years, and he would have like you would go into his basement. It would almost be like a museum with these display cases of the complete sets, and he oh, had mm. the complete Dune set in one of his display cases with like Amazing. the giant sandworm toy and everything. It was oh, fucking gnarly. that's so cool. Yeah. All right, Scott, your fourth uh, pick. Okay. <laughs> So I realized that the, my number one pick on here um, has already been kind of uh, tertiarily no. I mean, I could make it work if I wanted to, but I'm just going to mention it later on at the very end. We don't right. have to have a conversation mm, about mm, it. Mm. But I'm going to go with Killer Clowns from Outer Space by the Dickies because because <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> that is um, basically that I'm just going through. <laughs> It's a perfect song, and um, you guys all know someone who did a perfect metal cover of it as well. Yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> no, I've heard phone. that. Yeah, I, I mean, when, you're gonna, when you ask for a rock song about Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that is the perfect thing you could possibly ask for. Is that song? Yeah, 
It is. It's. It's. I don't a think you could get, get a better uh, '80s rock song, clown themed, especially from <laughs> yeah, I, I aging mean, punk rockers. <laughs> Not without Doctor Roxo. Cocaine. Yeah, I mean it captures the tone of that film beautifully. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just, it's a. It's your. I agree with you. It is a. It is a perfect needle drop moment in that <laughs> song, and I feel like that song pops up a couple times in that movie. I gotta um, be honest. I never thought I'd live to see the day where someone unpacked the soundtrack from killer clowns from outer space in such a <laughs> well, now's airy, the in such an erudite and academic way yeah like, <laughs> this is amazing that's like, what we do the future where, buddy hey, it's a movie so where a killer clown literally uses another person as a puppet <laughs> <laughs> best skill in the movie best skill in the it's movie. Like a metaphor for politics or something so i'm gonna bounce off of clowns and go yeah. with something else here uh a very deep cut but it wouldn't be my list if i didn't put if it, it on here deep cuts um manic depresso by psychotic yeah. symphony as Ooh. appears in the full moon film bad channels. Uh, this is psychotic symphony spelled S Y K O T I K S I N F O N E Y psychotic symphony, um, which Matt's was pals with the one guitar that player, is, right? That is the product of a public school education. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I, th- I guarantee you the band member that came up with that name thinks how that's how both of those words are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a homeschooled education. Yeah. Like um, some reporter somewhere was like, Oh, that's so ironic. And he was like, what's ironic. Yeah. So <laughs> irony? I used to talk about this band all the time on the show. I finally, finally we had an excuse to watch bad channels on the podcast and Scott, walked away from that episode. And I believe the exact words that you said were, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I do in fact like the psychotic symphony <laughs> song in this movie. Nice. They are, imagine like if Primus was a hair metal band is like the best way I can describe it, but then throw in like, like slip, not no, 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 slow in mushroom, throw in mushroom head Mush- costumes. Yes, not slip okay. not. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, slip not so, is way more high budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So these are like, their guitar players dress like a nun. Their drummer's like a dude that's vomiting. Their like bass players just like a paper mache head, and then their lead singer is dressed like a skeleton cow with a clown face. Uh, very weird. Song bounces all over the place between like this weird circus music into like '80s hair metal guitar soloing. And the band actually ended up breaking up when their guitarist became David Lee Ross touring guitar player. And that's been like what he's been up to for the last like 30 some years. Uh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you ever think he has any days when he's like, oh, why did I leave? <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt interviewed the singer. Yeah. The, the guitar player knows exactly what he left. Yeah, he, he, he left for a good reason. But uh, no, the I mean, this song, I, I have their whole album. I, I was able to track it down eventually. And it's it's weird. If you're into some really weird, like the the most comparable band would be like Ugly Kid Joe. So like if you're a big Ugly Kid Joe fan, then check out Psychotic Symphony, I guess. You know, oddly, like I I, like I think you have to be a a very specific age to be an Ugly Kid Joe fan. But like oddly, I am that age. Yeah. Like I've never heard of this. America's Least Wanted is a fantastic album. Do you not remember the... uh, the uh, I hate everything about you. You don't remember that song? Nope. Man. They also did the cover of Cats in the Cradle. Those were their two big claims to fame in the 90s. And there was, dude, there was a single. Yeah. I had it on cassette. I had a cassette single that one side of it was everything. It was I hate everything about you. And the other side was Cats in the Cradle. Oh, so they just gave away the best tracks on the album in a single cassette single. That's always they a They fucking move. knew. That's why. They're one of those bands <laughs> where like, listen, we have peaked with this single. This is as good as it's getting. <laughs> Let's just ride this out. No one needs to hear Mr. Record Man. 
Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, JB, your final pick for Ooh, the uh, final, for the needle final dra- round draft. I thought about this long and hard. Yeah, I'm going with "Love Is a Lie" by Lion from Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Nice, the final chapter. It is the song playing when Crispin Glover does his ridiculous dance. Yeah, yeah. yep. Which I, I think when they filmed, he had like an ACDC song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that <laughs> Which dancing. Is why so I, I a couple months ago I did a 15 hour live stream where I watched all of the Friday the 13th movies what? on Twitch and <laughs> no one asked for this no one Good asked for, for it but I did it um, when did you wake up and you're like you know what I hate my body <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you, you go from, you go from that lion dance scene and then it's literally the very next movie is Friday the 13th part 5 which has an even more confusing dance scene I feel because you have the gothy punk girl that's popping locking like yeah. some hip hop in the bedroom. And you're well, just like, why is this the goth girl that's doing this? <laughs> like, because that was yeah. back in the 80s when they equated anything outside the norm with everything outside the norm. <laughs> yeah. like, like, that's why in the 80s, like I grew I was a child in the 80s. I remember this distinctly that i had no idea what the differentiation between a person with a mohawk and a person person with a heroin habit was <laughs> like, like, um, because, because you know, that's how my that, mom raised me i think that that's actually quite a very astute assertion because you know show me show me put put two people in a room that have mohawks and i'll show you two people that have heroin <laughs> all right jordan what? as we're, we'll, we'll kind of do round five as a bit of a speed round jordan right, what is your cool. uh final pick all right my final pick is sprout in the bean by joanna newsom wow from the strangers and yeah it's a double needle drop because in the movie it's an actual needle drop where uh, <laughs> when they come into the house the baghead stranger drops the needle on the record that's... Even though that's not what she was listening to earlier in the movie, and they at no point switched the record, but now for some reason when they play it, it's Joanna Newsom sprouting the bean, and it's a really creepy song to be stalked to in a house. Yeah. So is, does that also happen? Is... Go ahead. I was the only song I think creepier than that is anything that Tiny Tim did. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> like, it kind of does the same thing. It's a... What's the movie where he plays a killer? Blood crime? Lake. Blood Lake. Yeah, right. Like Blood Harvest. Yeah. Blood, Blood Harvest. 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 Does there it, is a Blood Lake. Does it but feel I, like he's I, not really acting in Blood Harvest? No, he was already <laughs> like, in the clown makeup yeah, on a bad he's day. Like, this you, feels right. Th- I, this is such a weird Tiny Tim fact, but you know the like super sad way that he died, right? <laughs> he, no. he had a heart what, attack on stage, down. but everyone thought it was part of the show, so no one did anything. Oof. Oh, my oh, God. No. <laughs> like, I, I understand why, though, because of how like erratic he was yeah, already. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know? So everyone's just like, oh, Tiny Tim's doing his He's bit. doing weird stuff <laughs> again. You're just Look like, at oh, that. No. Classic Tim. Well, it is, it's, <laughs> you know. He was, it's like the, uh, the, uh, the Andy Coffin. Yeah. Right. Like it's the same sure. deal where people were like, he's not really in pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so did that ambulance also happen? Drivers are actors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did, did the, the, the double needle drop also happen in the beginning of your next? I can't remember if that was a song or if it was like just. No, he just had the CD still playing when they killed him. So it was like okay. the CD kept playing on a loop when they showed up at the house okay. later. Uh, there was a good needle drop in. Well, maybe I should let you guys. Yeah, let's before. let's get our last yeah. two in there. You might. You're definitely <laughs> yeah, not going to yeah, steal yeah. my pick, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
This was really, really hard to pick between these last two. Um, but I'm going to go with Flagpole Sitta uh, because- Ooh. Disturbing behavior? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yes! <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I danger. Something. Again, that's a really specific generational thing. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> that was why my, I picked like, first That was CD. a lot of our first R-rated movie like uh, <laughs> legally allowed to go to. Like for me, that was the first R-rated movie that I legally saw. <laughs> I mean, in theaters, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd seen a lot of R-rated movies in theaters, like, it, illegally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I watched a lot of R-rated <laughs> movies at home, but I think that my first R-rated movie in theaters was, like, American Pie or yeah. some shit. Uh, you know, like it, was, it, it was always the, you know, you buy the ticket for the PG-13 movie that's playing oh, yeah. approximately around the same time and just hope that the <laughs> yeah. R-rated film's not sold out when you slip into that one. Yeah. You're like, I'm still totally giving money to the studio. It's fine. It's not stealing. Exactly. I did that with Jumanji and Lord of Illusions. Like, I, I vividly <laughs> oh, remember buying a ticket for choice. Jumanji. Yeah, I think you probably would have been better just checking out Illusions. Jumanji at the yeah, point. <laughs> I, dude, in retrospect, yeah, Jumanji's a way better movie. Like, uh, and like, absolutely. For my final pick, never for a second worry that this was in danger at all. Um, from Rock and Roll Nightmare, wow. yes! sung by Thor, we accept the challenge. The the song that plays as he's fighting the worst looking Satan puppet I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So, so I, quick, I, I'm really shocked that no one mentioned anything from Return of the Living Dead because I was going to pick yeah, Surfing Dead there. was on my long list. I had, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, like, had, that is uh, arguably the best needle drop horror I mean, movie listen, soundtrack. I was, again, trying to make the best song team for this imaginary song sport. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye Horses, you brought oh, up earlier. Yeah. Oh, Goodbye yeah. From yeah. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, the whatever, ne- I don't know what song it is, but in 30 Days of Night, there's something playing on the record player, and then he puts his big vampire claw on the record, it, and it oh, continues yeah. to play. It's something super gothy. Yeah. I remember. I don't that. remember what it's it is. Bill Lugosi's dead, dude. Yeah. Bill Lugosi's dead. The other Nightmare on Elm Street song I had written down was Anything, Anything by Dramarama from oh, yeah. uh, Dream Master. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ooh, I had a... There's like Lissy's does a cover of Dragula at the end of Haunt. For the Haunt this credits. literally we just came just up on a recording two days ago yeah. that we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had... I had Dead Souls by Nine Inch Nails from The Crow. What a that song's come up a lot this Remember month that? for me for some reason. That's a good ass okay. cover. Yeah. Um, yeah I had Midnight Special by Credence Clearwater Revival at the beginning of the Twilight Zone movie when uh, oh, yeah. Android oh, yeah. attacks at Albert Brooks. Um, you want to see something scary? Yeah. I had I had uh, American Girl from Silence of the Lambs because the song the girls listening to in the van. Oh yeah, when she gets, when mm-hmm. she gets nice. Uh, hey, what about like uh, turn like, around, bright eyes? From I fucking need you more than. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, that's from Urban Legend, and and I, uh, if we were so, gonna go with the nineties, no so one said like Mister Sandman from yeah. Halloween. I, that, that was I was going to, but then I was like, we've already done enough Halloween. That is, I mean, that yeah, also yeah. shows up in more than just the Halloween franchise. But well, I mean, like such a great song, Scott. I thought for a split second when you were saying turn around, bright eyes, I was gonna say Betty Davis eyes in oh, Final, Final Girls. Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's and, also in a. Uh, uh, that's in something in the 90s too it's a good, it's oh, good I'm sure it is because it had to be a it had to be a, a reference because that whole movie is a reference yeah. the last the last <laughs> one I had written down was Blood Clot by Rancid at the beginning of From uh, Idle, Hands. Idle Hands when he's but waking Idle up Hands yeah. Yeah. it's got it's got dude I haven't watched Idle Hands in probably Idle 15 Hands. years dude, I watched that movie. I'm in on it's a Halloween movie too whole movie is, takes yeah. place in October and it's Jessica Alba at her absolute pinnacle it's Devin Sawad's pinnacle it's got 
the offspring in it playing at the, the Halloween. Oh, doesn't he dance. cut? It doesn't he cut pulls his hat Dexter yeah. from the offspring's head off. Yep. Yeah, rips the, the top of his head off. The top of his head and, off. And, and it's got and, uh, Crew shot at the devil. That is like it's got Rob Zombie in it. It's got so got much. Tom DeLong. It's got Tom <laughs> DeLong for a split second in it. Yeah. What? Tom DeLong is the guy working at the fast food restaurant that Devin Sawa. <laughs> Oh, what wow. takes it's, his you know place. what? You just hit the nail. It's got Devin Sawa. Yeah, yeah there exactly. it is. Uh, what the fuck more do you need than some de- old school Devin Sawa? <laughs> so here's what the final picks were. JB, you walked off with Cry Little Sister, Eve of Destruction, Free Bird, Hip to Be a Square, and Love is a Lie. That's a pretty solid lineup. Yeah, Jordan, sure. you got Pet Cemetery, Starless, Call Me, Down with the Sickness, the Richard Cheese version, and Sprouting the Bean. Scott, yeah. you had Rock Until You Drop, Dream Warriors, Trick or Treat, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and Outer Space and Flight Pulsita. And then I had Youth of America, Don't Fear the Reaper, I'm Awake Now, Manic Depresso, and We Accept the Challenge. So on brand for me, songs no one's ever heard of. Uh, so. <laughs> Matt picks stuff, everything that Matt picks pop culture wise, he picks in such a way that people will remember him if it ever comes up again. He's like, I want to be the first thing that, the, I want to be the one that, that shows this to you because then there is the microcosmic possibility that you will think of me in polite society it's, after but it's we worked scott that's the thing the fact I that know, i got it's, asked it's, to be on a podcast to talk about <laughs> phantom of the paradise because they were like we're going to talk about phantom of the paradise who should do it and like 10 different people came out of the woodworks be like matt kelly loves that movie <laughs> have him be on the show this um, man on this show he's an expert <laughs> so we need, real we quick need kelly. before we sign off one last time it's it's uh, guys if you're listening to horror movie night you're making a mistake you should be listening to camp nightmare no, you guys, close the book. Yeah, you guys are way nightmare. You guys stay on task way better than me. <laughs> well, it's because we're not smoking yeah, weed. Yeah, we're we're that's, a very 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 sober podcast. That's fair. We play like, we play a little bit of jazz on our show. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's it's important. Hey, it's yeah, just pull a jazz flute out of my sleeve. <laughs> it's a little bit of both. I'm not prepared. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you so much for having us, man. This yeah, is man, so this is a ton of fun. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. You guys need to come on our show and play a game we invented called uh, Slasher Showdown, which okay. is a whole. Yeah. It's basically it's basically top like top this, but you you get to pick, or you randomly get assigned a character from a horror movie, and then randomly assigned a scenario from a horror movie in which they fight, and then you have to defend your character. It's like Mortal Kombat, but if it's like a you could do it. But like if a it was game. A, it was like, it's like Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat. who would win? It was a tabletop RPG. Yes. game. Either way, <laughs> we're gonna throw some more crazy rules in, add some more characters, and you guys should come There's on. Play. Nice. Can you just make yeah. up rules on the spot while you're with us to make it more while we're with you to make it more difficult? Because that, oh, would be like I said, we, we might we might play might. a little jazz. We, we don't know yet. <laughs> we're not fortune tellers. It's because yeah, they play a little bit of jazz because they got that jazz lettuce going on. So I just want to real quickly also say to the listeners who are checking out this show. Uh, Camp Nightmare, as soon as I listened to them, I wanted them to be a part of something related to Horror Movie Night because, uh, as you know, when you listen to the show, we are very big into talking about shit like mental health and like equal rights while being funny about horror. And if that's something that you've really loved about this show, uh, please come our way. If you're the people who've left us reviews that were too woke, you're probably already gone anyway. <laughs> but... <laughs> But don't listen uh-huh. to Camp Nightmare, or you're just going to give them some one-star reviews oh, no, as well. Gonna, and, like, well, and we're a lot different than these guys. We will roast the bejesus <laughs> out of you on live on the show. Oh yeah, remember the guy? Remember the guy that tried to come at us with the raw head Rex and like? Oh, yeah, I forget that guy. Early thing. on in our career, not even that early on, maybe like a season in. So like <laughs> yeah. season two ish, this dude like wanted to 
fanboy out with us via an instant message and like, but mock other people and like be exclusive. Like, how dumb is this jackwad for not knowing this movie? But we were like, nah, man, you kind of missed the point of what we're doing. Like, we're not here to just judge people for not having seen a movie. We're trying to educate them on it. I've definitely had people like message me being like, hey, man, stick to talking about movies and stop yeah. talking about like what you think about shit. I came like, here to hear about bitches. I why are you listening to, hear- to this show if you uh, don't care about what we say about shit? I want to hear about dumb alert. bitches dying, not democracy dying. All right. <laughs> well, spoiler. Everything <laughs> we say on the show is what we think. Yeah, yeah, we really, we really, but I mean, again, thank you. Thank you for that plug. Cause yeah, that's really what we're about is, you know, creating an ever, ever more inclusive corner for all us weirdos to hang out in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, right. That's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. That's what we're doing. All right. Well, go check out their show and we'll be back with our regular episodes on Thursday nights. Thanks again for joining us guys. And thank you. Thanks. Off. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The it- Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.